What are you doing? No way. Yeah, no, I'm just about ready to sit down and do my pillow talk. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Sounds like you're confused on what you want in the relationship. I don't think you... Well, you can't get mad at you never defined it, you know? You know, it... Classic narcissism. I think you just need to like, hold on, I gotta do pillow talk. Yeah, we're starting. It's okay, I'll make it about you. Yeah, okay. Love you, bye. experiences in dating a narcissist and also how I was manifesting really good sex. Sometimes the universe gives you something you want but it's not really the thing that you think it is and it's a test. Yeah. Maybe I failed it. But boy, do I have some good stories. Before we can get started, we are going to do some breath work, activating our womb, because we're going to be talking about a lot of sexual topics. I'm just going to talk about sex a lot today. So, uh, here's your warning now. If that makes you uncomfortable, then you should leave. We're going to start with Breath of Fire as part of the Ego Eradicator. So for the Breath of Fire, you're going to fill your entire lungs and your belly up with air and you're going to take short, powerful exhales by pulsing the belly. So it'll sound and look like You can do it with your eyes open. I always do it with my eyes closed. I feel more connected that way. And for the ego eradicator, you're gonna make two thumbs up and stick them high up in the air. Roll the shoulders up to the ears and down the spine. Belly comes up and in. Gonna take a deep breath in. Exhale, open the mouth, side out. With this inhale, take in as much air as you possibly can. And we're just gonna do it for two minutes. Shots. 
up and explain. So the Mulabanda, it's known as the root lock, and B.S. Iyengar defined it as a posture where the body from the anus to the navel is contracted and lifted up towards the spine. Physiologically, what that means is this banda is a diamond shape of muscles that spans the space of the bones of the pubis and in front of the two sit bones on the sides and the coccyx in the back. So when she says to engage it, it's think about your lifting up from the center of your body in your sit bones, squeezing it. For you ladies, it's kind of similar to doing a kegel. Um, yeah, and for guys, it's in between, yeah, your anus and uh, your genitalia. So it's where your perineum is, and that's, that's where it is. Alright, I'll Get back to it. Deep breath in. Exhale, side out the mouth. Reach the hands up. Bring the hands together, interlace the hands, pointer, point up at the ceiling. And look up at the sky, look up at your thumbs, roll the shoulders down the back. Deep breath in. And hold. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Release. 
Feel your aura expanding, growing. Now we can move on. Oh, I'll tell you a story about the time where I was wearing this outfit and ended up dating a narcissist. But man, was the sex good. Man, was the sex good. So. I met this guy at a dispensary because, you know, like, he owned a weed company or whatever. Don't worry, he's not rich, he's actually broke. Because <laughs> do I know how to pick him? I do. And then when I was talking to him, he had so much energy, he just started telling me all this stuff where he was like, I do yoga, um, I meditate. I say affirmations every day when I go to, like, in the morning when I wake up and I have a workout routine I do in the morning when I get out of bed. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you have a yoga practice? Okay. Please let me meditate. You meditate? Okay, great. Yes, you work out regularly. Cool. You say affirmations? Oh, he does a morning meditation every day. <gasps> what? And then I was like, so I was getting weed to hang out with this other guy I was seeing, but now I feel like I should be seeing you. So then, like, of course, I, like, stayed and flirted with this man because I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And we started talking about, like, the most advanced poses we can do. Classic narcissist. And I was like, well, like, it was not really about advanced, like, showing off and saying what poses you can do, but then he was like, what's the craziest pose you can do? That's a red flag right away that I should have realized he was a narcissist because he kept trying to figure out what, what the best thing I could do was. Be like, well, what's the best? What's the best? Um, how about what's the best is you not asking what's the best? Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, quit fucking asking what's the best and just be the best. Done. Solved it. Um, anyway. But I was infatuated because, you know, I hadn't had sex in a few months. I hadn't had sex in a month. But before that, I hadn't had sex in 13 months. What? I know. We'll unpack that in a later episode. So I was really, really wanting to manifest, like, great sex. And I did. Manifested some great sex. Animalistic, passionate, throw me down, 
sex and I will take over when I'm ready to take over and it'll be back and forth kind of sex. That's what I wanted. I wanted like really like push me up against the wall, hold me down, sex. Okay, whoa, hold up girls. Kate's talking a lot about some deep ass sex shit and I don't know, it's making me feel uncomfortable in my uterus. So, we're gonna do a Yoni Kriya break before we can continue on. For the Yoni Kriya, we can sit however you'd like, sitting up nice and tall. I like to lean up against something. These pillows, you want to keep a straight spine as much as you can. You can cross at the ankles or sit butterfly pose. Um, yeah. Then you're going to bring your hands together, bringing the pinkies and the thumbs to touch. The palms can touch as well. Fingers are open. You're just going to hold it above your womb. Guys, if you're watching, you can do this too. But I also don't know why you're watching unless you're one of these ladies, like really good partners or just really good friends. Um, so if you are watching, they're probably going to make you do this with them. And you definitely should. Alright. So then, with the breath, you're going to inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth, inhale through the mouth, exhale through the nose, inhale through the nose, and exhale out the mouth and then inhale through the mouth and you repeat that. We're going to do it for mm, one to three minutes. I'll decide. Really Karen will decide when she's editing this. She's a very picky producer. Alright, so get ready with your hands holding at the womb. I'm going to play some music. Deep breath in. Roll the shoulders up and down. Eyes roll up to the third eye and down. Like you're tracing the spine with your eye. And exhale out the mouth.
how do we feel now? So typically you do that for 11 minutes and it's great to do before you go to bed. Uh, it really helps calm the nervous system, gets you in touch with your femininity uh, in a different way. It's not so like, BAM, in your face. Uh, more in a subtle, soothing way. You can really just feel the flow. You know? Okay, I gotta stop thinking about it and get on with the story. Man, really wants me to have his number. Okay, fine, I'll take it. And I felt special, right? Because I was like, ooh, this man, this, this cute guy is giving me this thing. Oh, and he gave me a hat. No, the one that I'm wearing. And I was like, oh, this is really cute. This man, like, really wanted me to, like, have his photo. I can't keep wearing this hat. And I texted him. And I was like, hey, this is the blonde girl from this one dispensary, and, uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, I meet, like, a lot of girls, not to be rude, but, like, classic narcissist. I was like, well, that is kind of rude, you just, like, I thought, like, we connected, granted, it's been, like, two weeks since you gave me your number. Like, I see a whole bunch of, I mean, a whole bunch of people, I don't remember who you are. You send me a photo, I'm really good with faces. And he sent me a photo of his face, so I was like, okay, he's not being a creeper. So then I sent him a photo of my face wearing the hat. And he was like, I know who you are. I'm glad that you texted. We ended up going on a date, right? But neither of us, like, really knew it was a date. Because we both legitimately thought that we were, like, getting to know each other. Or at least I thought. He might have actually, like, put more thought into this and kind of, like, worked it out. And I was literally just, like, down for the ride. The day it was supposed to happen, I get a text. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can... I think I fucked up. Classic narcissist. And I was like, what happened? He's like, I didn't sleep. I was like, okay, well, we can reschedule for the next night. So apparently his friend was in town, and... There are, like, so many stories within this one story. Like, there are all these, like, excuse side stories that you think I would have realized while this was all happening, but I didn't. Classic narcissist. Because apparently one of his best friends was like visiting from Spain and like was only in for a few hours and missed his flight so then he was like there even longer. I don't really know the details. I didn't know if I was going to have sex with this guy or not but I knew I was going to wear a swimsuit. This swimsuit, in fact, and you know, like, it's got, can we talk about it? It's a high bikini line. So you gotta shave. So then I was like, already shaving, so I was like, I'll take care of everything. No, I mean, take care of everything. Take care of everything. And 
Because, like, I want to be prepared. So I end up meeting him at his place, and I park somewhere where I'm just like, I can only park there until 10 p.m. I got him in my car, and I was like, I won't be here until 10 p.m. Walking to his place, there's an aerial hammock. What? 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 An aerial hammock literally in the middle of the fucking place. And I was like, there's an aerial hammock? He's like, yeah. I was like, can I, can I play on it? And he was like, yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, this magical joy was in here, it's beautiful. I'm gonna be all sexy and cute on the aerial swing, using my skills, cause you know the Hawkeye's looking at me. And I could tell one wall was full of mirrors, so I was like using it, and then I could like see him looking at me through the mirror, and I was like, mmm, my plan is working. We went to Erewhon, cause he was like, well I wanted to have stuff picked out for this picnic, um, but then I like didn't cause my friend, he was like, so we can pick stuff out together now. So we go to Erewhon and pick stuff out together. Then we get to the beach, we find a spot. Um, we run in the water. Like, we get down into our swimsuits. I could tell he was checking me out as I was taking my dress off. And we get in the water for a little bit. We eat some food. And we're just, like, talking. He's telling me stories about, like, being in weird rooms in Mexico. Oop, almost had a Janet Jackson. And then he was like, oh yeah, sometimes I'll take like GHP to like give me like stay up and he and because it's a whole different effect like if you don't take it with alcohol. GHP is known as the date rape drug and it's I am going to be 100% honest, I don't know the science behind it and I don't want to talk about something I don't know about. Now, I'm no expert on this subject, but here's my research that I've done using the Google box. GHB, she keeps saying GHP, because she's getting it confused with 5-HTP, but this is GHB, B as in boy. It's gamma hydroburic acid or Y-hydroburic acid, also known as 4-hydroxyburic acid. I think I'm saying it wrong. It's a naturally occurring transmitter and a psychoactive drug. GHB has been used in a medical setting as a general anesthetic and as a treatment for narcolepsy. Hmm. And, on occasion, alcoholism. It is, um, is used as an intoxicant as well as an athletic performance enhancer and the date rape drug as a recreational drug, too. Ah, text message. Oh, and it's described effects have been comparable to ethanol and MDMA use. So, and that's feelings such as euphoria, uh, disinhibition, 
enhanced libido, and it has many street names. Some of the slang names, liquid ecstasy, lollipops, liquid X, liquid E. Uh, due to its tendency to produce euphoria and sociability, it is used in the dance party scene. Ooh. So, like, it kind of does make you want to just, like, take your clothes off because you think that they're not necessary. You're just like, what is, what is holding me back? Get them off. Get these chains off me. And that's it. You just really want to run around naked. And, like, that's cool, but, like, I do that anyway. Um... So he's like describing it to me. He's like, "Have you ever had that?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Would you want to try it?" And I was like, "I'm gonna try everything once." And turns out he had GHP. What? Who saw that coming? Not me. Oh wait, narcissist set it up. Classic narcissist. So we go back to his place because we were gonna shower, and. Um, change. Uh, so then we're getting back to his place and I brought my bag into his place with like a change of clothes and like my face stuff and like body wash and just like light makeup stuff because I knew we were going to the beach and there was a possibility we might do something else after the beach. So I just like didn't want to walk around in my wet swimsuit the dress over it because we've all been there and it sucks and then you sweat and you get the boob, the the swimsuit bra, the you know what we're talking about. Eh. Where you just sweat your bra and uh, so he's like, okay, yeah, go ahead and shower, and he starts talking and saying something, swear he's talking to me, swear to you. And I pick up my stuff, I get my change clothes, like I'm holding everything I need for this shower adventure that I'm about to go on. I'm just being polite and waiting for him to stop talking because I don't want to turn around and leave, right? Is how inconsiderate and rude is that? very rude. It's very rude. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, you're still here. He's like, do you need help? My sarcastic ass. I need, could you help me shower, please? And he's like, okay. And he walks up to me and then all of a sudden puts his hands on my waist and starts making out with me. And I wasn't going to stop it. And I didn't stop it because it was a really good kiss. He was a really good kisser. And there was this crazy, crazy connection. An electric connection. It was epic. So then, one thing leads to another. He picks me up, I wrap my legs around him, and then we're both showering together because at that point it just made sense. Like, we both 
came in from the beach and like he was gonna shower anyway we'd already like broken the barrier of like making out with each other and like we were helping each other out like I was helping wash him he was helping wash me you know like logistics we were saving the earth water and that's what we care about what we do care about not to be graphic because I'm a lady and ladies don't kiss and tell this is pretty good it was everything that I had been manifesting it was like the stuff that I was dreaming about and it's hard it was hard to see past the sex that he had narcissistic characteristics and tendencies because the sex was so good the sex was like Especially the first night because like performance answer no joke it was a long performance and there were a lot of performances it was everything I wanted and more and there were lots of breaks we had sex for like Eight hours. I'm not even kidding. Because we did take some breaks. We took breaks to talk. Like we, which was really nice because we had intimate conversations in which we were naked after we had just been intimate physically with each other. So it was a very good like way to bond and connect with somebody. And I never had that in one night with somebody in that way with that electric connection because there was such an energetic connection between us. We also took an ice cream break where we because I had to move my car, you know, I mentioned I was going to have to move my car at 10. And he wanted to get ice cream. And it was like around 9.30. You know? And so we took my car. So that we could park it in the back when we got back from getting ice cream. And when we went to get ice cream, we like... We're all cute and coupley and like he was like hugging on me. And physical touch is one of my love languages, so so he was like leaning on me, putting his hand on my back, just being really cute, and I loved it. I enjoyed it. And we got our ice cream, and we were walking around the block and kept going. And then we finished our ice cream, and he was like, well, let's just keep walking for a little bit. It's a nice night to go for a walk. And then we kept walking, and then... 
we went, uh, walked back to my car, uh, and then we went back, had more sex, a lot more sex, and of course ended up spending the night. He had to go to an impromptu meeting. He called me and let me like the sweetest message, not gonna lie, it's still saved on my phone. Cause it's just like that cute. Classic narcissist. Narcissists, they're fucking charming, man. Yeah, I was like, then we had a redo date because he didn't think that that was a good first date. And it wasn't also supposed to be a first date, so we had like a date. And then the date was kind of lame. Like, we went to a restaurant in Venice, it was cute, it was good food, vegan, and, like, we had a bath underneath the full moon. I say it was lame, and then I say things like, yeah, we just, like, had dinner, and then we had a bath under outside in the full moonlight with essential oils and a Buddha statue overlooking us. I'm like, it was lame. It's like a spiritual privilege. Like, is that a thing? Spiritual privilege that I just experienced there? Like, wow. Um, like, it was fun. It just, like, dude, it wasn't the excitement or the danger. Or just the like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next of our first date adrenaline rush? Because the second date I was like, yeah, it was just like, we we did date things. I mean, we wouldn't have bathed together on a normal date, but like, we had a lot of fucking sex. But then, things started to fall into place. So as you can see, it might have seemed great with all the constant affection that I was getting, especially in the beginning, um, but that's a characteristic of love bombing, which is often a behavior that narcissists tend to lean on, where they will berate you with love constantly out of nowhere for a while, so then that way, they've kind of buttered you up, so to speak. And he was always bringing the topic back to himself or the things he loved. Classic narcissistic characteristic as well. And toward the end there, he really stopped asking about me and it was all just one-sided me being like, how are you? And he wouldn't even check in with me. And that's when I was like, ain't no one got time for that shit. I've allowed the universe to push me several times so that you don't have to be pushed. I've been there. I got you. I'll help you out. So, if you're ready to work for it, check the link below. 
join the Facebook group to one, get secrets updates about the episodes I post in when I'm editing, maybe I post some clips and things. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in. We'll be back next week.